the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. This great nation will endure as it has endured. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. From every mountainside, let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let freedom ring. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Yes, indeed. And a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us as we get underway now at 11. Well, that's a late start. 11 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on AM 1420, The Answer. It is Tuesday, the 25th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2022. Appreciate you being with us. Coming up. And the second hour of the program at about 10.35, we're going to talk to former congressman, former gubernator in Ohio, that uh, J.D. Vance is cleaning uh, Tim Ryan's clock within, but some of the others as well. We're going to talk about the midterm races all over the country. We're going to talk about other races here in the state of Ohio and the importance, once again, of the issues. The issues in the judicial races races do not get enough coverage. They do not get enough people um, explaining the importance of these, and we're going to do that. We're going to do that with Jim Renacci. We need to know about the Supreme Court justice um, candidates uh, for the Ohio Supreme Court. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to shine a spotlight on why Issue 1 and Issue 2 are so important to have passed. These are constitutional amendments uh, that are just crucial. For the state of Ohio, there's no other way to say it. So we're going to talk to Jim Ordancy about that at 1035 this morning. He's our only guest because uh, Peter Kersenow is traveling, and it's kind of cool. I don't think he'd be mad if I told you that he was traveling to Maine to film a Tucker Carlson Originals uh, episode. And he's going to be there for about three days. 
and it's kind of cool because I can't wait to see our our guy Pete, who of course was on the stage with us on Saturday um, for the Battleground Talkers tour at the IX Center, and my guy every Tuesday. It's kind of cool to see him on TV doing special things like this. So Pete will be recording or filming a, uh, for three days um, uh, with Tucker up in Maine, and he will be back on Thursday and will be with us live Thursday. So today we have uh, Jim Renacy, and he is our only guest, which means lots of opportunities for you to dial. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will bring you here, and you can talk about what we are doing on the program today. Now, before we do our pledge, and just a little uh, inside baseball kind of a thing. Every show that I do when I prep a show, uh, I, I, like to, I like it to have a theme. I want to have a topic or two that are specific in my monologue that I'm going to talk about for the first hour-ish. Uh, another one for the second hour. In other words, there's a flow, there's a plan. But I will tell you this today. We're going to bebop around all over the place without a flow and without a plan because I have so many things that I need you to hear, so many audio clips, so many things happening in, de- in debates all across the uh, uh, the country, um, so much absurdity, so much insanity coming from the American left. I just need you to hear a whole bunch of these, and they won't always flow together. We may be... We may feel a little frenetic today, uh, as if we're just kind of, like I said, you know, just hopped up on uh, caffeine and bouncing all over the place because I have so many different things to talk to you about. So try to stay with me. And again, if there's not a theme or a flow, and don't let that affect your phone calls either. Because, you know, a lot of times this is the topic of the morning right now. So if you call, call and talk about this. Uh, by the time you call to hear, because you hear something that's of interest to you and you want to call and have your say on it, we may be six topics past that now because I'm bebopping around. Don't let that stop you from calling. We will go back to that topic if you call on it. Whatever it is that you want, uh, we will go back to it. So don't feel uh, as if you have been uh, timed out of the discussion. So that's the way it's going to roll. Uh, I've got a lot of things to get into this morning, and I'm going to be all over the place here. But before we get started doing that, I'm going to ask you to rise as the patriot that you are, 15, 15 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock. Face your flag if you have one nearby. If you don't, that's all right. If you are driving, you are exempted from the request to stand. It's a little bit hard to do. I've had people try it. doesn't work well. Just put your hand on your heart and join us for the pledge. If you are a believer in passing a bill that would literally create a federal takeover of all elections, denying the constitutional right of the states to run their own elections, well, then you must be a radical Democrat. And as such, you have no belief or understanding of what those flag, those stars and stripes on that flag even represent. So therefore, you're exempted from the request to stand and pledge your allegiance to it. You may instead take a knee next to your favorite ex-quarterback while the rest of us say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So I want to start this morning, like I said, we're going to kind of be all over. I want to start with something that's important. When I interviewed Ted Cruz on Friday last, um, was it Friday or Thursday that I had him on? Maybe it was Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday. When I had Ted Cruz on Friday to uh, campaign, well, he was in town, actually. He was in Medina campaigning for J.D. Vance and making a few other stops around Ohio. Extraordinarily important. I asked Ted Cruz a question about... Um, 
you know, about the importance, obviously, of, of, of not just J.D. Vance, but the Republicans winning a majority of the open seats uh, that, are, that are up for grabs in the Senate, because we have to have at least 51, God willing, 52, 3, or 4 uh, votes in order to stop the radical agenda of the Democrats that has led this nation to the brink of disaster. In fact, we've probably already crossed over that brink. We're in a disaster mode right now. And I asked Ted Cruz, you know, how important it is. Because to me, if we don't get this done, as I said to him, um, we'll never survive. Or excuse me, well, yeah, the country cannot survive. It'll never recover from this. The answer that he gave was multifaceted, but he led with something that hasn't been talked about for a while. In fact, nobody has brought it up for a while, even though we're still in the Congress in which such a bill could be revived. And I'm talking about S-1, Senate Bill 1, which is the quote-unquote For the People Act, which would be the bill that is a federal takeover of elections, which would allow the Democrats to literally make sure they never lose another election again. I had not considered this for some time. It's With everything else going on, it just kind of slipped to the back burner. Ted Cruz bought it, brought it back to the front. And I'm going to play this response from him. It's two and a half minutes long. Please listen. This is Ted Cruz responding to me on Friday about the crucial nature of these midterm elections, about how extraordinarily important it is that we elect J.D. Vance here in the state of Ohio to do our part in stopping, well, the end of the United States. Please give this a listen. I believe if we don't win this majority back on November 8th, we will not survive. This country will never look the same as it did when it was gifted to us by our founding fathers. Am I overstating that? You you know, you're not, and and if possible, you you may be understating it. And and, and let let, let me give you what the stakes are here in Ohio. If, God forbid, the Democrats won in Ohio, if the Democrats pick up two seats in the Senate, and winning in Ohio would be 50%, of picking up two seats in the Senate. That would be enough to end the filibuster. Right now, there are 48 Democrats who voted to end the filibuster. If they get two more, they'll have the votes to do it. What will they do if they end the filibuster? The first bill they'll pass is S-1. It's the first bill Chuck Schumer introduced. It is a federal takeover of all elections. It strikes down every common-sense voter integrity law across the country. It strikes down photo, photo ID requirements. It strikes down prohibitions on ballot harvesting. It automatically registers millions of illegal aliens to vote. It mandates that felons be allowed to vote. That bill is designed to ensure that Democrats never lose another election. The second thing they will do is grant amnesty to 12 million or more illegal aliens to have suddenly voters that they believe will vote Democrat forever. The third thing they will do is add two new states to the union, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, both of which they believe will elect four new Democrat senators. The next thing they will do is pack the U.S. Supreme Court and put four radical left-wing justices on the court forever. All of that, we're two votes away from that happening. Now, let me be clear. I don't believe that's going to happen. But if God forbid it did, I am constitutionally, I am structurally an optimist. I believe in America. But I don't know how America comes back from that. I, 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 I actually believe that would be the destruction of the republic. And, and so you want to know what the stakes are in, in Ohio? 
on offense, it's about winning and taking our country back. But on defense, it's about stopping cultural Marxists who are trying to destroy this nation from having the tools to complete the task. That response from Senator Cruz on Friday when I spoke with him um, was just was profound um, an eye opener. It's it's extraordinary to consider the implications if we lose. If Tim Ryan takes our Republican seat held by Rob Portman and turns it blue, and and it only has to happen in a couple of other races, all they need is two, like he said, to get to 52. They can do all of that damage. Um, it would be pretty much irreversible is what you just heard Ted Cruz say. I asked if I was being exaggerative, if I was uh, being hyperbolic, if I, if I overstated it. And he said, no, if anything, you understate it because of the serious nature of this. And he's right, of course. And um, I want to hit the one part that I hadn't considered for a while, which is Senate Bill 1. This is the For the People Act, they called it. It's a companion on the House side. They introduced them concurrently, uh, which is H.R. 1. So there's S. 1 and there's H.R. 1. It's the For the People Act. What is it? It is a draconian and unconstitutional election bill that would federalize American elections and destroy election integrity. Now, I'm not suggesting that every state is doing things the right way, and we already have election integrity the way that it is, not by a long shot. Obviously, just look back at the the 2020 election and look at what happened in Arizona and in Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania and so forth. We saw just countless examples, and in Georgia, countless examples of a lot of election interference and and um, you know lack of of election integrity. But we have the opportunity to fix those things on a state by state level. They will be irrelevant if there is a federal takeover of the elections, which would let the Democrats do exactly what Ted Cruz just said. Make sure they never lose another election again. By changing all of the state rules that are held in 50 states and, and, and federalizing them and essentially saying no more photo ID allowed. You cannot require people to prove who they say they are when they cast votes. Universal mail-in balloting. We're sending them to every house and every apartment and every shoebox in America. Who lives there? We don't care. We're sending them to everybody, and then we'll choose the ones that we collect, and we'll choose the ones to count that we like. And there will be no integrity whatsoever of matching signatures. I mean, these are just some small examples of it. If this bill is passed and the Democrats could do it by simply eliminating the filibuster with a 52-person majority in the United States Senate, we lose elections forever. It's their top priority. The bill supporters say that this is necessary to to, uh, unify the country and to normalize the elections, and to make sure that we don't have all of these different types of rules. And and so they, they, they're going to argue that this is actually something that is positive. But what it means is there's nothing, there will be no check nor balance left to stop them from rigging elections. The times, the places, and manner of holding elections for senators, for House of Representatives, shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof according to the Constitution. However, 
Congress may at any time by law make or alter such regulations, except as to the places of choosing senators. So what that means is, if this radical Congress, if they control the Senate and keep the House, they can go as radical as they want to, they can nuke the filibuster, and then create this particular uh, condition in which you would never, ever, ever see another Republican majority. So that's how big this is. I mean, I went back and read the provisions of, of uh, S-1 and H.R. 1 uh, after um, Senator Cruz sent that, or excuse me, said that. And I, I was blown away because I kind of forgot. We talked about it when these things were introduced in 2021 last year at the start of this Congress. We talked about the danger of SB-1, or excuse me, yeah, SB-1 and, uh, and H- H.R. 1. And um, I forgot, to be truthful, and nobody else has talked about this in the media for probably about a year. Ted Cruz brought it back to the forefront. That's what's on the line when it comes time to vote for J.D. Vance or to vote for Tim Ryan or to take the coward's way out and not vote at all in that election. I don't want to hear anymore. I don't trust either one of them. J.D.'s not too, not conservative enough for me, so therefore I'm just not going to vote for either one of them. Are you nuts? You let Tim Ryan walk into that. You let you let him be, what did Ted Cruz say, 50% of the two votes needed in the Senate to take uh, that power and to do you know what we just described. It will be on us. It will be on us. The end of the republic will be on us. We cannot let that happen. J.D. Vance must win the state of Ohio, and you must do everything you can to help support that. It's 926. We'll be back after this. Always Right Radio, AM 1420, The Answer. Lido missed the boat that day He left the shack But that was all he missed And he ain't coming back Helping you understand the commander-in-chief We hold these truths to be self-evident All men and women created by it So you know the, you know the thing Always right with Bob France. True international depression. I am 1420. The answer. Now we got it going. 9:36. Good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. So I, I want to hit a couple of uh, uh, quick things here. And like I said, we're going to p- kind of bounce around. I've got audio clips that I want you to hear from debates, debate stages. Ron DeSantis decimating Charlie Crist in Florida yesterday. Why, you may say, we, we're not in Florida. It matters big time. He is making the case against Charlie Crist that all Republicans should be making against all Democrats across this country and just completely destroying everything and anything that is support, uh, um, that uh, supports the Biden position that has led this country into the place we are. So, so many of these things. We're going to hear uh, Karina Jean-Pierre again. We're going to hear... Uh, a little bit of uh, Carrie Lake from the Katie Hobbs fiasco in Arizona. I've got more from Dr. Oz, and I've got more from the caveman that is John Fetterman. So these things all matter. But before I do that, I just want to give you the good news. And the good news is that Republicans are making enormous gains, enormous gains right now in the most crucial races. We've talked about the House, and I think most people are over that fear that um, – kind of hesitation that says we're going to have our big tsunami and our big tidal wave or whatever it is that you want to call it. And a lot of people said that the abortion issue has fired up the Democrats. And it might not. I think we've gotten over that for the most part. And I think everybody on both sides of the aisle pretty much expect that the um, Republicans are, are going to win the House and they're going to win it very, very comfortably. The question is about the Senate. 
But now we've got some very good polling that we need to know about, or that you need to know about. It's good news. The Real Clear Politics Senate projection recently moved three of the battleground Senate races to the Republican Party. Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada. Meanwhile, 538 has tightened its projections for the Senate amid a deluge of polling showing Republicans gaining ground. 538 gives Republicans now a 45% chance of winning the Senate, which diverges from the Real Clear Politics projection that the GOP will secure a 53-47 to seat majority in the lower chamber. Both forecasts project that the Republicans are favored to win the House. Given the 50-50 split in the Senate, the GOP only needs to win one seat to secure the upper chamber. Um, according to Nate Silver at 538, was a bit skeptical of the GOP poll surge before, but I think the evidence for it now is pretty convincing. And if anything, I'm more bearish on the Democrat chances than our model is. Interactive polls, including the RCP, that's Real Clear Politics, generic ballot polling average, prior to the Dobbs decision and the rollback of Roe v. Wade, Republicans were plus 2.8. Today, Republicans are now plus 3.3. In other words, the little bounce because we, you know, our body, our choice, we get to kill our babies at any point at any time without apology and without explanation. Um, that, that little bounce they got is over. It's over already. We're two weeks away. We're two weeks away today from deciding the future of the country by winning or, you know, by deciding these states. And guess what? It's growing. The Republican momentum is growing. It isn't shrinking. It is getting bigger, and it's going to happen on both sides. And that's extraordinarily important. So uh, we should take that positive you know, momentum and, again, share it. I talked about this yesterday. I won't go into it in depth again about the Battleground Tour, the reason we wanted you to come on Saturday, to learn from Eric and from Pete and from Hugh and from uh, Brandon and whatever I'm able to offer. Learn some of the very important things that you need to share with other people to get them out there to vote for J.D. Vance. And make sure they vote for, for Max Miller. Make sure they vote for Jim Jordan. Make sure they vote in all of the races that we have. In other words, I think Peter Kirsten said it best. Never vote Democrat for anything. If you don't want to see just complete destruction, don't vote for Democrats. Not for dog catcher, not for mayor, not for county executive in Cuyahoga County, not for house representative in the state in Columbus, not for, you know, for the, for the U.S. House or the, or the Senator or anywhere else. Just don't do it. It is literally that important. Now, here's some of the bad news. The bad news is if we get it done, it's going to be against a very, very difficult and, I don't know, illegal and unethical pushback coming from the left, even in the form of organizations that are not part of campaigns. I'm talking about things like Google. Google has been manipulating search engine results against Republicans in this midterm election cycle, according to the Media Research Center. The findings revealed that campaign websites for 10 Republicans among the 12 tight races in the country were significantly lower on results pages compared to their opponent sites among organic search results. For example, seven Republican candidates' websites were completely hidden from the first page of Google search results. While Republicans were hidden, eight Democratic candidates had their websites promoted within the first six results. Google's bias is now undeniable when shown in comparison to other search engines like Bing and DuckDuckGo. 
Um, with, on exception, all 12 Democrat and Republican Senate, Senate candidates' websites were in the top five organic search results on those search engines. But Google continues to declare war on democracy. And, you know, for the left to continue to scream about how the right is, in, is attacking democracy, the right, by way of the, um, uh, the, the insurrection, as they call it, um, as well as the attempts to provide voter identification or require voter identification to limit mail and balloting, no more drop boxes, blah, blah, blah. These are all attacks on democracy. Well, what do you call it when the world's most powerful tech company, remember, the name Google is the name of a company, and it has become a verb. It has become the most used verb. I occasionally slip in using it, even though I make it a conscious effort to not use it. I won't Google something. I will search something. But most people use the verb Google, even if they're not using Google. Hey, do you know what the temperature is going to be tomorrow? Well, Google it. Everybody, everybody Googles. You Google it. That's a verb. It's so powerful. And if you're looking for results, that whatever Google turns up is going to all see it. Google said so. Look at that. First result, second result. You can't find Republican information. Uh, on those pages, and if there is, it will be they will they will configure the algorithms to make sure that they are negative at the top of the uh, results pages. So this is something that we've already known. But now let me add to it. Part two: Are you a donor? Do you give money to political campaigns? Well, if you give money to political campaigns, it's a pretty good bet that political campaigns are trying to reach you to say, hey, please donate. This is where we are. This is where we need to be to win these races, to beat Democrats. Can you please send your money here? And you'd be perfectly willing to do so if you're a donor. Now, not everybody can afford to do that, right? Not everybody can send money to political campaigns. They'll do their volunteering in another way, uh, or they'll convince family and friends and so forth, forth about their point of view and hopefully to get them to vote a certain way, right? But for those who can afford to donate money, well, you know, uh, I'm sure you would appreciate getting the information about where to send it for these crucial races. Well, Google has been cheating in that realm as well. What Google has been doing is anybody, through the use of their very popular Gmail service, anybody using Gmail is, I shouldn't say anybody, but an overwhelming percentage, over 74%, I believe was the number when I checked it last, of Republican campaign donor emails, meaning they send emails out to prospective Republican voters so that the Republican voters get the email and say, oh, here's where I can donate to the J.D. Vance campaign, for example, or the whatever campaign, right? 74% of those emails being sent via Gmail to Gmail holders is being routed right to your spam box. They won't even let it show up in the inbox. Because if it shows up in the inbox, people might actually say, oh, I'm going to write a check. Oh, I'm going to put in my credit card. Oh, I'm going to donate to these Republicans. Over 74% was the last number that I checked. That's an astounding statistic. Rather than allowing the message to be sent and received, it is being buried in a spam box never to be seen until after an election. But what if they're doing that on the Democrat Democrat side, too, you ask? Well, we checked that, or I didn't check that, but it was checked, and this is the point of the story, 12%. Only 12% of those end up, and it's probably by mistake, 
in the uh, spam box instead of the uh, the inbox. You know, the spam or junk mail box. Maybe you call it junk, whatever you call it on your on your on your email uh, uh, server. But the point is, Google and big tech are doing everything they can to tip this election or all of these elections to the Democrats. So the road is a long one that is in front of us. It's only two weeks away, but it is still a very, very difficult you know, path to travel. It's, it's, it's a climb. Maybe we'll call it that way. It's uphill. Because we have a lot of things that have been in our way. The media won't give the Republican candidates a fair shake. Never. And I'm talking about network media and I'm talking about print media. Uh, big tech censors points of view that don't go along with the leftist or- orthodoxy, leftist orthodoxy. Uh, we know that. And now Google, as I say, now they, they won't even allow communication between campaigns and donors. And they, they skew search, uh, search results in order to try to stop people from getting positive information about Republican candidates or causes. If we win, and I think this is a message we should take away, if we win, it will be a true testimonial to the patriotism and the passion that we have for our country because we're doing it against all odds. We're doing it against all odds. They control the narrative. They control the messaging. They control the media. And yet we're taking them down race by race anyway. Now, we're not going to go undefeated. We're not going to win every House race, not going to win every Senate race, not going to win every gubernatorial race, not going to win every state house, etc. But I'll tell you what. When I start to see these polls now two weeks out, mostly people say polls are for squat, right? Most most of the time people say the polls, particularly when we're talking two months out, three months out, four months out, back in the summertime, and eh, the polls are what the polls are, and, the, and they're going to move. We're two weeks out now. These are starting to get a little bit more serious, and according to research, more Republicans who, generally speaking, don't answer surveys, you know, polling surveys about who they're going to vote for, they don't trust the polling services. They don't trust the media. And when they get asked, you know, whether it's a text message, I get those, or a phone call, we'd like to ask you questions about the upcoming elections, blah, blah, blah. I hang up. Most Republicans do. And that's why Democrats tend to poll so much higher in a lot of these cases. But once we get a little bit closer to the actual election, that starts to shift, according to research. And I think we're starting to get much more of an accurate representation now. Kersenow had numbers like this for me last Tuesday. And I'm paraphrasing them. I don't have them committed to memory. But he talked about how it was somewhere in the neighborhood of um, any time you look at a survey uh, uh, in a midterm election like this in which a Democrat is up plus three, you can pretty much know that the Republican count is being undercounted by at least six points. So if a Democrat is up plus three, the Republican is up plus three. If it's a dead heat, the Republican is probably going to win by six. If the Republican is down by six, it's probably in reality a dead heat. Now, this isn't universal. This isn't 100%, but this is the way uh, history has reported these things based on polling versus actual election results. And if you take all of those things and you add them all together, I, I, I have more faith and more hope that we can recover from the depths of the hell that we are in right now under two, uh, two years of complete Democrat rule between Biden and his uh, Pelosi and Schumer um, uh, 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 chambers of, of Congress, I, I, I think we're, we're going to have come out of, come out of this um, in, in a much better position than we ever were before. You understand what I'm saying? saying I, I'm literally giving you an all-or-nothing scenario here. 
I don't think there's too much middle ground. If we lose, as I said in the open, if we lose, particularly the Senate, we lose the country. That's what Ted Cruz said to me on Friday. If we lose the Senate, essentially we lose the country. If we win this thing, I have so much more faith, again, and more pride in our passion and our patriotism than I ever even thought we had. I I really do, because we're going to have overcome so much more than just the opponent. It's not a fair fight. It's, It's like one candidate is in a boxing ring with gloves and is sparring by the you know the the, the marquise of, of queensberry rules and the other one is there with a board with a nail on the uh, uh, out of the end of it it's one of them is just cheating and playing and fighting in an unlevel playing field or in the boxing arena if you will and the other side is forced to play by the rules if we win anyway it's so much more of a convincing win. It makes me much more confident that we are going to go forward and we're going to fix this country. So it's really an all or nothing for me. It, it's nothing if they win and the country is gone forever, and it's a massive victory for patriotism. It's a massive victory for our republic in the face of those who are trying to tear it down and destroy it and turn it into a, to a, uh, to a Marxist society. All right, it's 9.50. We'll take a time out here. Uh, I've got more audio for you. I've got Jim Renacci coming up at 10.35, and I will open up the phone lines, too, at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.